Welcome to the Once Upon a Leader in Africa podcast with George Nudu. We invite you to listen to influencers and opinion shapers narrating their experiences from their leadership roles in Africa, from the world of business, community development, government, corporate, social enterprise, among others. We will glean from their good, bad and ugly side of their leadership journey and be inspired to overcome adversity, to pursue success against all odds, to be a great leader and many other lessons. Welcome to the podcast and here's George Nudu. Hello, Ashok Shah. How are you? I'm very well, George. Welcome to our podcast. It's a great joy for me to have you as our guest, and thank you for coming. No, thank you very much, George. It's, uh, in fact, it's indeed uh, it's the first time I'm doing a podcast. Okay, yeah. thank you so much. And anyway, let's just jump into, into it, sir. So for you, uh, what are your current leadership roles or responsibilities you are undertaking right now? I'm the group CEO of uh, Apollo Investments Limited. Apollo Investments is uh, the company that owns APA Insurance, APA Life, Apollo Asset Management, uh, and uh, APA Insurance Uganda, and also a a associate in Tanzania, and many other companies. So so really, I sit at the top of um, the holding company. Oh, wow. That must be an interesting position that you hold. Any other roles that you hold apart from that particular one? Yes, I'm I'm on the board of directors of uh, CDSC. Mm-hmm. I've been there since the inception of CDSC. And then I'm also on a, a board member of a company in uh, Mauritius, a life insurance company in Mauritius. And I sit on the boards of uh, most of our companies. Okay. All the companies I sit on the boards and also in Reliance in Tanzania. Then I also... At one or two of the com- uh, companies I, where I'm on the board, I actually chair some of the committees. So in in Island Life Mauritius, I'm the chair of the Audit and Risk Committee. And uh, at uh, at CDSC, I used to be the uh, mem- mem- you know chair of the Audit and Risk Committee until uh, Lawrence Kimathi took over. And uh, the and before I. Uh, before I used to be on the board of APSA and Barclays. So it was Barclays first and it was APSA. And I was the chair of the credit committee for about seven years. Wow, quite major leadership role. That's amazing. And that's, that's really nice. So let's, let's just go back. Where can you say that this leadership opportunity started for you? If you go back in your life, where do you think it first was like started? Mm-hmm. I think my leadership really, if I think about it, goes back to childhood. What happened was when we were growing up, my elder brothers were my elder brothers were not they went to India to study, and the eldest brother was uh, came you know was studying in Nairobi and then he came to to Nyeri. I was born and brought up in Nyeri. So what happened was um, the I was left with all the younger siblings. So I was left with the younger siblings. And so, the, uh, you know, the younger siblings, uh, we all became a gang. So, the, so I was the leader of the gang. So we would, uh, the, you know, we would all do things together. 
and uh, work with support each other. And then even when I went to school um, in, in in secondary school, I was in I studied in Tika at what is now Chania High School. At that time, it was called M P Shah Central High School, and um, I in the in fact started a youth club there. You know, I heard about youth clubs, and so and so I started a youth club. <laughs> so so I, I've been leading. I, I've been doing lots of leadership roles. Different ways. When I was in uh, UK, in the in England, I was actually the chairman of an anti-apartheid group. And then, you know, when I was chairman of anti-apartheid group, I used to I used to actually lead demonstrations on the street. Many many, many leadership roles. Wow! Yeah. Wow! And then, so let's come back now to your professional life. How did you just now get into leadership? Now in your professional life, and how have you grown? My professional life, uh, in fact, uh, partly I I got into insurance by accident. In a way, what happened was I was actually done chemistry, and I was looking for a job in in some sort of a chemical field. But in England, in those days, the salaries were for for a month. It was one hundred pounds. And one hundred one pound in those days was twenty Kenya shillings, so the salary starting salary was two thousand Kenya shillings. And then I said, you know, two thousand is not one hundred pounds is not really seriously good good money. So I was just still looking for a job. Then a a friend who who had become the person who had become a friend, and he was an insurance uh, sell broker. So he had come to visit me, and we were sitting in the. We were standing in our kitchen actually, and uh, we were standing in the kitchen. And he says, "What are you going to do?" I said, "Look, I've got an offer of a job, but I'm not really happy with, uh, you know, the salary that is uh, being offered." So he said, "Would you like to try insurance?" So I said, "How much would it pay?" So he said, "Is it will pay you two hundred and fifty pounds, which is five thousand shillings." So I said, "What do I have to do?" So he said, "Well, you will have to work hard. We'll train you, but you will actually be working, knocking on people's doors and looking for clients." So I said, "Well, at least two hundred fifty pounds was better than hundred pounds." So, so I I started insurance, and the rest is history. I mean, you. Yeah. How's your growth in that? No, I think yes. Uh, we, you know, we started. Uh, I came to Kenya. In seventy-five, I actually virtually settled in UK. So I came back to Kenya in seventy-five. You know, after my father had passed away, and it was for me. It was I. I came with my wife for a three-week holiday, and uh, like I tell everybody, the holiday still continues because I, I never went back. I never went back. So you know, I'm still in many ways. I'm still on a holiday. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a good way of looking at it. Yes. Wow. So just looking at your leadership journey and how it has been for you, what are some of the leadership skills and abilities you have demonstrated that have helped you lead in the various opportunities that you've had? When you talk about leadership, it, it has got so many different areas that you must practice. I, I don't have any specific leadership style. And uh, you know, I don't even uh, think that uh, a lot of times my styles are 
would be considered too much too much of a leadership um, style. But uh, what what happens is, is that as a leader, I I I can be very difficult, and uh, you know I would be very demanding. That the those are the things, but that those are those would be with people who are actually at a very high level and who are reporting to me or we are, I'm working with them. In those with those, I you know it would be demanding, uh, you know, getting results, get, getting uh, you know finishing a task. But when it comes to the other levels of staff. the you know the senior managers middle managers then you you know you have to mellow down you have to be more you know more and you know you have to understand them and so what what i find is is that um, i think uh, all the people at a very junior level or middle uh, you know middle level think that i'm an angel <laughs> but uh, they don't really know that uh, there are areas where i can be you know i have to be very uh, demanding and require results so but generally what what it is is that uh, the, you also as a leader you need a very strong human touch you need to uh, appreciate uh, people and you need to see why they are behaving in a particular way and you know you have to you have to make compromises so leadership traits are many it's a very varied way of dealing with different things oh yeah and and i agree with you depending on the your context your circumstances and the people that you are leading and even in your industry and and i know the insurance industry is is huge and it is growing and yes. you have been in it for years from just your experience as a leader and and, and one who has been before and, and has a wealth of experience what are some of the things that in the insurance industry the leaders what do you think they need to have to succeed insurance is a very important subject the business is has got principles and the 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 main principle of insurance is utmost good faith and utmost good faith means that uh, we as an insurer or a client must you know if once we have made an agreement on a certain thing if we, if we have said that if somebody says that will you please cover my house for example and even without uh, you know having a signed uh, document we say yes i am on cover from today and if the house then burns down then as an insurer we are liable and we have to pay that claim so insurance is you know there is a lot of um, principles but what has happened is is that um, what i find in uh, kenya and in the, uh, most part of the world is that we are forgetting our principles and that is that is where we we are finding that the new leaders that we have uh, in the insurance sector the new you know people new ceos and so on a lot of them are not actually insurance people uh, they are not insurance trained but they have become ceos because of their other reasons because of their ability and they all of us have to understand that the principles of insurance must be applied and that is something that uh, we are finding is uh, is coming to you know missing a lot what it is is that um, 
you know, I was the chairman of Association of Kenya Insurers. And uh, basically, at that time, we, the insurance industry had lots of problems. Just like now, the problems had not really grown away. There are different problems. But we had problems at that time with lawyers. We had problems uh, with, uh, with matatus. And, uh, you know, both the, the issues will still continue. The, the, there were instances where a lawyer would actually get the, all the compensation for, for a client, but the client will never see that compensation. Um, so the, that would happen with a few of the lawyers. But at the same time, when it comes to, when you look at Matatus, they have always been, we, we always had problems with Matatus. We have not been able to insure them properly because the, the way they, the way they actually, what would I say, uh, run their businesses. And so with this, we, we, in those, in those days, we really took on a very strong stand with the lawyers. We took a strong stand with, <clears throat> the Matatu owners to say that, look, you know, please drive properly and don't be a hazard to the other road users. <laughs> but uh, then to, if you seriously look at uh, today's leaders in any industry, you know, majority of us will want to play by the rules and which is very important that, you know, we, we follow the rules. But then there are some few who come in and who actually do not go by the rules. And that really brings down the industry in a, in a very bad way. So what has happened is, is that um, now there is a demand for corporate governance at every level. And what happens is, is that we actually make sure that anybody who is in the AP Apollo group follows the corporate governance uh, up to the, uh, you know, right up to the 100th level, 100%. Thank you for that. It's a bit sad. For a limited time, I practiced as a lawyer, and I knew about all these ambulance chasers and the whole yes. crazy network, you know, from the road to the hospital to the police to the lawyers and agents. I mean, it was, it was really, really bad a few years ago. And I guess the problem, as you say, continues to be there. And so in issues of just good governance and integrity at the top level for leaders, that's, that's what I hear you saying, and, and it has been a challenge. But there are still some great leaders, you know, great leaders like you who have continued being on the straight and narrow way. And, and for me, it's just to ask you, at a personal level, what has kind of kept you just focused and going forward and building your companies and extending? What has been some of the, the things that you have done or avoided to do to get where you are today? My success is what, what are the achievements that I can bring and how I can make sure that the results are, are there and they, were, they, they show that uh, things that we have achieved uh, the right things. So it's really about uh, looking, at, looking at some areas and saying that this is how I must get the results. So like what happens is, is that today, if you look at the market share of different companies, APA currently is the largest general insurer in Kenya. And in the success of that 
being the largest general insurer is not entirely because of me but it is because what has happened is is that the team that is at APA insurance is really dedicated and they work hard but what happens is that we sit down and we set a goal that this is what we must do and so in many ways their success is my success so because they are successful and they are productive they are supportive and they are result oriented i benefit by saying out here that we you know as as the apa apollo group we are one of the largest uh, insurers and financial services group in the region uh, so 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 in many ways uh, i think uh, you know to me making sure that i achieve the goals that i've set out for myself and the and with the agreed goals with the comp- com- you know the company leadership are important and we must work towards that so that that's why in many ways why we have continued as a group to become strong thrive in the market and have really good uh, reputation the thing that is perhaps very important yes. in everything is and i use the word reputation so it reminds me reputation at the end of the day is perhaps the most important important criteria that that applies to any individual just explain that a bit more you know people judge you by what you who you are what you are and what you do and what you say so that is how your reputation is built so in many case um i will always be very careful to do the things correctly and make sure that uh, you, we follow you know i personally would give examples so that everybody can follow but then out there we do not want anybody to say that this person does you know is not doing the right thing to to me reputation you know of myself my of the group is very important so even when somebody put something down uh, if if we get a complaint we want to look at that complaint quite seri- quite seriously because it it will hurt our reputation if you have done something wrong yeah and as you're talking about reputation i think now there's people even call that brand your brand you know who you are who people say you are that's another word that people have used nowadays but i agree with you definitely uh, a good name good reputation a good brand is very key because that's what you sell and people buy into it so what are some of your most memorable experiences or, or moments as a leader when when i was the chairman of uh, association of kenya insurers i was able to do you know i was able to bring in a lot of changes in the insurance industry and it wasn't me only there we had i had a whole committee i had a whole support i had you know the, uh, people like um, uh, joseph dungu who used to be the md of ica stuart henderson md of um, md of uh, old mutual they were all we were all part of the same committee and i i was chairing and at that time the the leadership was very supportive very strong so we were able to actually come into the you know go to the mini- government go to ministry and explain to them that in the insurance industry is a very 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 important industry that 
without it, the wheels of commerce cannot turn. And that that was one area. Then the other area was um, the debate and the fight we had with the lawyers. That took, that took on a very strong um, uh, public relations uh, sort of uh, support for the insurance industry. So, it, you know, it was something that I took on very, you know, t- took on very strongly. The other area that uh, we did was at, AP, at Apollo, then it was Apollo, it wasn't APA then. But uh, at Apollo, you know, we, we were, we had said, the whole insurance industry had said that we will not insure HIV. So in year, in the year 2000, we said that, look, you know, why are we not insuring HIV? Because we looked at it and we said that in health covers, we can actually insure HIV and we must plan it properly. So we, we then, as Apollo, we were the company, we said we will insure HIV under our health covers and provide full treatment to anybody who suffered for you know, who had HIV. So, so the, the, that was one. Uh, and then similarly, just uh, when COVID struck, we made the same decision. We said we don't know, you know, how COVID is going to affect us. But currently, we have insureds who are who don't even you know who who actually don't know what COVID is, but. We will, we said we will, if they get uh, COVID, we will cover them up to the full extent of the policy. So we decided, we, we, we said we will not uh, put any sublimits, we will not refuse payment because it's a pandemic. Um, so that was it. The other, I mean, the other greatest success perhaps is, is that um, we merged with Ben Africa in 2003. So Apollo and Pan Africa, the general business became APA insurance, and I, I believe that perhaps is the is the biggest success that we have had. It's the biggest success because we have always continued to grow. We've always been doing well, and we've been well recognized. And and so we have actually, you know, to me. I've got so many other successes, but the other successes, if I can talk about, is um, what I do in my, my other, other life, sort of the, the CSR. We do corporate social responsibility, and we go and build sand dams. We do it in Makweni, Kajiado, Kitui, um, and uh, Machakos. And you know, the success is that once we have built a sand dam, 300, 400 families get water the whole year. So that those are the successes that I, uh, I in, in fact, I enjoy those successes. The other success is that I, I spend a lot of time with the staff in different areas. And if they benefit from, from what, I, what I'm so telling them, then that also is a success. Oh, that is wonderful. That's wonderful to hear your successes. Now on the other side, what has been some of your greatest challenges? I know you talked about some things about like dealing with the matatus and the lawyers. What are other things that have been a challenge to you in your leadership journey? I think the challenge is right now is, is to keep the uh, really, uh, to keep the good, um, 
good employees, um, give employees a lot of um, room to succeed. You know, Kenya suffers from uh, good skill sets. Kenya, you know, one thing is uh, uh, Kenyan skill sets are all really good in the sense that when it comes to management, uh, management and other areas, uh, we have got some of the top uh, managers that you can, you will ever find. But what happens is there are skill because not everybody trains people, uh, and not any everybody pays attention to creating uh, leadership roles within organizations. You find that uh, people, you know, other companies will come and poach your good, you know, your good staff. Now we don't we don't mind them to poaching our staff. Um, but we we would we would hope that they would actually train their own people so that we have we you know we have an equal playing field. But um, the when it comes to training and um, the, the what what it is is in a way in some ways we have lost some very good staff who have gone on. But then they in in their own ways they have become very successful. So we, we are good at agriculture insurance, and especially the micro insurance and smallholder insurances. So we, we, the, the, what has happened is, is that many of the people who are leading agricultural departments in different areas, including reinsurance, in, ZEP, in um, Continental Re, in Africa Re, and other insurance companies, a lot of them have come from APA. <clears throat> so APA has been a very strong training ground for leaders in specific fields. So in, in a way, we, we regret that we are losing them. But on the other hand, we, we are happy that they are succeeding, they have done better. And obviously, they will obviously always remember that APA was the one that trained them. And, and, and so, thank you for that. I mean, so it's both, yeah. it's both sweet, it's both sweet and, and bitter, you know, sweet it's and sour. Bitter, yes, yeah. But no, but uh, you know, and uh, but the other challenges that we have is, is that currently, I think the biggest challenges insurance in the industry is facing is a lot of fraud. There's fraud that we have to think of uh, different ways of dealing with things. The challenges today is, is that uh, because of COVID and other things that have happened, we, we find that um, the marketplace is changing very fast. Uh, so th that also is a, is a challenge that we have to move, keep up with the times. Because if we don't keep up with the times, then obviously that uh, we could lose, we, we could you know, lose a step or a step or two and really have difficulties. But, you know, challenges at the end of the day uh, also make you start thinking of new ways of doing things. Yeah. So challenges are also important. <laughs> okay. No, wonderful. I, since with your experience in the insurance industry, I've always wondered this, and maybe I can ask you, they say the uptake of insurance in this country is not over 5%. Yeah. Okay in terms of people engaging that, uh, how do we go beyond that? And, and, and how come it's that low? 
It's basically, it's, uh, it's right now the penetration rate of insurance, according, uh, you know, and contribution to GDP is about 2.4% only. So it's very low. But the reason is that uh, we as insurers, number one, are busy selling to the same person. So we, you know, what we do is we, we will go to uh, an insured of another company give him a lower rate and uh, entice him to take out a policy with us. But we also are only selling to people who know insurance and only the people in the urban areas. We're not going out there. We're not uh, promoting the uh, insurance solutions to the people who need it the most. So the way we can increase, we can improve uh, the penetration and really get people growing is by going to people who need it the most. Um, slum dwellers, farmers, pastoralists, um, and all the people in the rural areas. Now, if we are able to show the people in the rural areas that there are insurance solutions which are available, which, are, which will benefit them, then they will take, take them up. But the thing that you have is is that um, we we are we, we ourselves we are not willing to go uh, go and go and market solutions for everybody. So what the people who need it the most never have, are not aware of insurance. So awareness of insurance is a big problem. We have to create that awareness. But also at the same time, we have to take insurance solutions to them, which are meaningful to them. So we, we are looking at, uh, we, we are giving uh, covers to smallholder farmers. And uh, smallholder farmers will get, once they're insured with us, they will have a 70% yield. So in case their crop phrase failure fail, uh, fails, they will get 70%. And that, so what happens is, is that um, they can then every year or every season, they can keep on planting. You know, uh, right now what happens is that if, if a season has gone bad and they've lost their crop, they might not have enough money to purchase seeds for the next uh, season. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I'm excited to hear the penetration starting to go into the rural areas to the people that basically need that. And I wish you success as you continue doing that. All right, then, as we are coming to the end of, of this podcast, I'm really appreciating your time. For you, as you look ahead, what kind of legacy do you want to leave behind? What, uh, what I would, the legacy I would like to leave behind is, is that for, for the group that I am in, for the for the insurance services that we provide, the asset management we provide, we would like to make sure that we will be known as the premier group, which which deals with people's issues by ensuring happiness. So, you know, our brand is, you know, our tagline is ensuring happiness. The brand, APA insurance brand is all about ensuring happiness. So what I would, what, what, what I would, what we would like to see is, from our workforce, from the people we insure, people we deal with, even if we do not insure them, or the, or the places where we build send dams, 
is that we leave happiness behind and we make sure that people people continue um, spreading happiness so my my legacy is that um, i would like to see happier people uh, by association uh, with uh, with the people they deal with wow wish you all the best that's a great legacy to want to leave behind so mr shah thank you so much for being with us any final words or advice to leaders as they are listening uh, to this uh, podcast no i think the leaders uh, they don't need too much advice uh, they they are leaders because they are successful and they they know the right things to do but my message would be to the people who are upcoming leader, leaders is that uh, you know let us be observant of observant and supportive of each other so that we can allow everybody to grow because leadership is all about getting people to grow and becoming better and important uh, you know become important leaders i agree to that thank you so much for for your time and for your story wish you all the best as you succeed as you lead and hope to continue watching you uh, succeed and bring happiness to those that you are leading thank you george thank you for joining us in today's podcast we hope you're leaving with insights that will help you live and lead better we appreciate our sponsors bng consultants limited and bng center for leadership coaching for keeping us on air bye for now see you in our next episode